God, you do this every time. You know, Scott, I've been a frickin' evil doctor for 30 frickin' years, okay? Cut me some frickin' slack. He's my hookup on anabolic steroids, Oxycontin, and he's the last person to perform a colonoscopy on me. Dr. Lee, welcome back to the Chillinoy podcast. I'm Hello, just joking. how's it going? Folks, I'm just joking about the first two things. Now I'm joking about <laughs> it all. I'm joking about it all. Dr. Lee, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. So, Dr. Lee, folks might be able to put two and two together. They may have also heard you on our podcast before. But Dr. Lee, tell us about what you do and where we can mm-hmm. find you online. Sure. Um, well, I own Green Mind Physicians. This is a telemedicine company that I started about a year ago. Um, and we certify patients in four states, including Illinois. Um, Illinois is our biggest state. Um, we actually dropped our price recently. So we we're down to 125 as our base price. And if any patient has like a financial consideration, such as you know, food stamps or unemployment, you know, we always work with them. So um, it's never one price for everyone. I don't think anything should be. So sure. we are uh, happy to work with anyone. Um, Hell yeah. And it's all online. Hell yeah. That's why we love you. Not because it's all online, uh, but because you're willing to work with anybody, you're compassionate. And one of the things that I like, even though you're about to smack my hand uh, uh, fucking digitally, I I like that you give people a speech about uh, responsible cannabis use. Do you mind giving a short version of that speech just for folks that haven't heard it? Sure. It's always worth talking about, even if you're not, you know, actively doing it. You know, there's, there's always things... Things, are, things always occur in stages. And um, no matter where you are on the spectrum of using smokable marijuana or not, you know, it's, it's always worth tossing around in your head. Um, but the bottom line is that we do have enough data to kind of say that smoking weed's kind of bad for you. Um, it's something that I talk to everybody about. It probably causes COPD. It might cause cancer. It probably does too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just not completely harm free. And that's really it. I mean, I still smoke once in a while. I still vape, um, but it shouldn't be the only thing we do. And that's really what I just try to get across. I mean, we have enough data to say it for sure um, that there are some health consequences. Um, so it's, it's worth discussing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people, you know, uh, if you're an immediate, like if you can choose to do other options, definitely do. If tinctures, edibles work for you, take that route. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're looking for immediate relief, you know, a pull off of your of some herb or a vape mm-hmm. that might provide you that relief, but you don't want to, sure. you know, get into the habit of continually. Because one of the ways you put it for me last time that really made sense, I was asking you why when I take, uh, when I accidentally take a really hot dab, why I feel like I'm about to fucking die, <laughs> you know, like I'm on the floor and um, sweating and everything else. And you just, you, you kind of took an interesting uh, way of describing it. You were talking about like, well, think about like, if you're in a house fire, man, you, you breathe in hot air. It's like, <sighs> you know, it's a real bad thing. So, um, that it just made sense to me. Cause this is literally, I like feel bad smoking this right now. I'm just joking. I don't feel bad at all. Um, this is literally me starting a fire and, and uh, inhaling mm-hmm. the smoke. And I know that sounds like the, the most high thought ever, but that's, that is exactly what it is. And that's, that's why it's not good for you folks. It's, it's a fire. So not, not good. <laughs> it is indeed a fire. And I mean, all the things that apply to tobacco smoke, like the effects on your, 
you know, pulmonary system, your lungs, and your cardiovascular system, they all apply to, um, and kind of to an extent that we don't really know about that well. Um, so like most of what we learn about marijuana's effects on the body are gonna be coming up. Um, yeah. Not, they're, they're not already known. Um, right. So you probably don't wanna be the guy with like 50, you know, pack of your history by the time that information comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not. I mean, that's part of why I stopped smoking every day. If it wasn't bad for me, I'd probably still be smoking every day um, right. because it is like the best thing ever. But it is it is just not, you know, it's not without its risks. Right. And uh, before we, uh, you know, I, it's not that we won't continue to talk cannabis somewhere or another, but we're going to be talking COVID vaccines today, folks. So that's exciting stuff. I, you know, I want to kind of branch out with you, Dr. Lee, because I feel like those are good perspectives to share with uh, our community as well. But really quick, um, another thing that you brought up with regard to smokables, it's interesting. And I'm saying this, you know, more for our community, but we'll definitely have a conversation mm -hmm. here, I'm sure. Um, it's interesting that Illinois kind of takes a backwards approach with regard to health and cannabis. So hear me out here because I thought about it since the last time we talked. And maybe you use this maybe you use this example and I'm so high that I'm telling myself that I came up with this example myself, but I'm going to go ahead and say right now that I came up with this example myself, right? So on. um <laughs> soda tax. Right? We have a soda tax here in Illinois and that was a big deal and I think people wrote papers about it. It like started in maybe like I don't want to say it started in New York, but I remember there was a big tax on like extra large drinks in New York and people were throwing a fucking fit about that. And the idea is that it's like a sin tax. Uh, I think we do it for tobacco and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because like the sin, the sin tax for cannabis is almost reverse. The most right. unhealthy option is the cheapest and usually most readily available option in most markets in Illinois. It's a different story, right? But Flour is the cheapest and most readily available to most folks. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, you know, people are going to go towards it. It's interesting that edibles are basically impractical, in my opinion, in Illinois. Um, yeah. You know, they work like, for some people, bad. but they're, in my opinion, they're just impractical. Mm -hmm. um, and then concentrate. I'm not saying that dabbing concentrate is, is healthy because we just talked about taking hot dabs and what that can do to you. But infusing mm -hmm. concentrate into your edibles. Mm -hmm. Talk about bang for your buck and talk about efficacy when you're um, not only efficacy, but you're not smoking something, right? So it's yeah. weird that edibles and concentrate are the most expensive things on the menu. One of them's arguably impractical <laughs> um, and they're the healthiest options. So right. I, that's a point you've made in the past that I wanted to bring up again. Yeah. I mean, you could take it even further than that and then think about like the way that people are still using the illegal marijuana market, which is only smoked. Um, and like, mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a cost burden to becoming legal or going to a dispensary for even recreational. It's more expensive than illegal marijuana. Um, so these are all things yeah. that we should think about for sure. And yeah, I, I don't remember coming up with the soda tax thing. So I'm pretty sure it was one of your things. Hey, um, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. But, I mean, <laughs> I think we take the syntax to a pretty minimal extent compared to other countries. Like if you go to Europe, you're talking about like 15 bucks for a pack of cigarettes. Um, it's, it is probably in our future and you know, it's just, well, it's good to think about it. I think that the reason there isn't much of a push on the syntax, well, it's not that there isn't a push on the syntax. I think there's push back on the syntax. So you like, and we'll get into this a little bit later uh, on a, on a, COVID related topic, but like 
you remember like Michelle Obama, she came in and she was like, all right, guys, we're going to make your kids eat healthier. People were like, hold the fuck on a second. You know, it was a (laughs) it was a really big deal. Like Mm -hmm. people were up in arms about it. And I'll be honest, as a kid, I was up in arms about it because I wanted more food. All of a sudden, my food, (laughs) my my servings and I I lost my dessert, you know, and it it really sucked. So that yeah. kind of just gave away my age there, but whatever. Um, I, yes, I was in high school while Michelle Obama did that. And yes, it was tough, but I respect her for it. So anyways, yeah. um, the, the joke I was trying to make is that there is just pushback on uh, yeah. being healthy, I think. Yeah. You change know? in general. Yeah. So yeah, change in general. True. I think that <laughs> I think um, that is a better way and probably more accurate way to put it because I don't think realistically anybody's going to be like i'm against being healthy you know but it is that change to me it was the big change of i don't have a cupcake anymore and my servings aren't as large like that was fucking tough to deal with right so um anyways uh let's yeah let's talk about covid and uh before we talk about the vaccines i wanted to ask um and i'm sorry i didn't give you an advance on this question whatever Mm -hmm. happened to hydroxy uh hydroxychloroquine (laughs) um well it just had a bunch of negative studies. Like everything that we looked at kind of made it seem either like it didn't do anything or may have even worsened some outcomes. And then it just got like weirdly politicized. Like yep. in one of my other states, Oklahoma, they're sitting on like a $2.5 million stockpile of hydroxychloroquine that the government bought. Like there's just a lot of nothing. So, I mean, for me, I've never prescribed it throughout any of this. Um, I don't, I don't really know anyone that has. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I just wanted to ask that because it was, I don't know. I always felt like that being brought up would be like me going into my medicine cabinet and being like Excedrin treats the flu. Like (laughs) I, I, you know, like I, I just, I don't, it felt like, you know, you just like grabbed for a drug, but am I wrong in thinking that was there things that led us well, to believe initially? I mean, Can you remind me? Chloroquine is for, it was first an anti-malarial. So you are correct in that it is a big stretch, but we use it for lupus because we know for some reason it has these like immune chilling out effects. Um, and we don't really know why, or at least I don't really know why. Um, okay. but we do use it for lupus pretty regularly. And when you do use hydroxychloroquine long-term, you know, you have to think about some certain things like it tends to put deposits in your eyes. So you have to get regular eye checks. Um, but it's used pretty regularly for this specific case, you know, making the immune system chill out. Um, mm-hmm. and even in some other immune diseases, it's not, you know, unusual to be using hydroxychloroquine. Um, okay, so, so it wasn't. Yeah. And fast forward to COVID and we think about the crazy immune response. It's not the biggest long shot logically, um, but it didn't turn out to be accurate. So, yeah. Yeah. It well, my thing was just, you know, we don't really have to go here, but like there were some people that were putting like their fucking name on this thing. And I mean, they, this guy likes to put his name on a lot of things. Right. So um, that they've gone out of business. Sorry. (laughs) Um, It's too easy. It's just too easy to make jokes like that. So um, what was the other drug you told me about? You, I think you said you had been treated with it last time we talked. Yeah. I had ordered it. The only one that has really. What was it called though? Um, I can't remember it right now. Sorry. If I even said it, I only prescribed it once. 
Um, I don't do it regularly, um, but the only one that uh, I know gets prescribed pretty routinely is the monoclonal antibody. Um, it's just one dose that you take um, within a certain time frame after the after you get uh, exposed to COVID, um, and it's supposed to prevent severe hospitalization. Um, and I do see it on patients' charts pretty frequently. Um, let me look it up real quick. It should not be hard to find. Yeah, I cannot remember the name of the other drug, but um, while you Google, uh, I, um, and if you find your answer, we can definitely pause. Um, but I just thought we could move on to the question I had that kind of related to. Um, oh, yeah, they call it BAM, B-A-M. Oh, yeah. BAM. It's actually not one of the ones we talked about last time. Now that I'm jogging my memory, um, there are two other drugs that are pretty rarely used because they're cost-limiting. Um, but BAM is pretty common, um, and you see it on charts as just BAM, um, and it means someone got treated for, basically treated for COVID. I bet that feels good to write down after you treat somebody for COVID. <laughs> BAM! <laughs> Done. Get the fuck out of here. All right, yeah. anyways. Um, I am sorry, because I've asked you this question, I think, the last <laughs> two times, um, and I think I was too high to remember the answer. So if you saw, I put my joint out because I'm like, Cole, you got to remember it this time. But I also see other people talking about this. So, um, but I never like take home an answer and it's probably something I could Google, but let me just ask you this again. Mm -hmm. With obesity being one of the leading causes of death, why do you think we haven't seen an emphasis on eating healthier, exercising, um, and maybe, maybe I've just missed it. Right. So like, if you yeah. have seen that emphasis, but like, I haven't seen that from people like Dr. Fauci or anybody, it's always, and I'm not saying that this isn't something that we should be keeping in mind, social distancing mm -hmm. and mask, but it seems like that's as far as the conversation goes. And it's right. like, you know, why aren't we having yeah, a conversation I mean, on health? That's a really good question because it should really be an ever present question for us. Um, and like when I used to do marijuana certifications in person, I used to always go over physical activity. Um, but after a while, it just didn't feel good to do because it's like, you're here for something else. You know, this matters to everyone and it is something we should talk about. But like Fauci addressing COVID, like we're here to do something else right now. And talking about that stuff, sure. it's important, but it just is not, I mean, it's gonna dilute the message and the message is already getting diluted. Yeah, um, but I re I remember I don't like I'm mm -hmm. not like I'm not like putting you as if you made this argument, but I think and if you heard this too, or if you didn't, or like maybe it's a Mandela effect. But I remember mm -hmm. somebody saying in the very beginning, like don't exercise, and I was like, what? Do you remember that at all? Maybe I'm high. I kind of do, but I kind of remember it mostly in a like transmissibility sense. Like you don't want to. Okay. Exercise. Yeah. You don't want to go and stuff. exercise that maybe I misheard it. And I, okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, right. We do know that obese people get worse illness in general and also worse COVID. Um, right. In general. Right. And, well, and that's the thing. I bring it up because it seems like we do not want to have that conversation as America. And like, especially during a pandemic, like I felt yeah. like this was the most, uh, the big the picture answer time. is like the worst answer, which is the fact that our country is still for profit medicated. Like our, our entire system is for profit. So there's really little incentive on anyone's part to keep people healthy. 
Um, right. You know, they've always talked about different models, like we're going to pay you for better outcomes. We're going to do this and that um, things that would make sense for doctors to think about. Um, but the bottom line at the end of the day is right now we're for profit in like all regards. Uh, True. Not only do we have, you know, for profit hospitals, we have the pharmaceutical industry and the insurance industry, which are all very atypical on an international scale. Um, so the big picture is that, you know, it pays to have unhealthy people. Um, and like anything else in the world, systems are in place to keep things the way they are because people are profiting. Yeah. Hey, no, that's, I was going to make the joke that like, yeah, if, if I start exercising and I'm never sitting at the couch, how would I get angry and then be flashed an Arby's, you know, ad with a smoking hot lady on it, you know, and then <laughs> that just gets me thinking of like, I'm going to Arby's somehow that they get that in my head. And then. I go and rage eat a fucking Arby's burger and then the cholesterol's running through my veins and I'm like, I'm going to watch some more TV. You know, yeah. that's, they I'm like probably that. Probably going to see a pharmaceutical commercial on that TV because that's something that only we do too. It's well, I, I was actually, that was my, going to be my next point. Yeah. Is it, do you have colleagues that are overseas and is it, we, well, let me ask that question first. Do you have colleagues overseas like that are in the uh, same profession? Not, really any direct colleagues that have spent a meaningful amount of time overseas not really. okay i was gonna ask um you know if it was weird to to folks in your profession that aren't from the united states like to i mean has it you're you know you kind of have a fix right now um but isn't it weird that somebody is being encouraged to be like ask your doctor about astrazeneca or you know whatever yeah. um <laughs> Like that doesn't, does that, I've heard that doesn't happen in any other country, but it's like New legal. Zealand it's or something to market pharmaceuticals. Um, and things are really limited. Like each country, except for ours has a price regulator, meaning that they can only charge a certain amount or within a certain, you know, deviation of a certain amount for a drug, um, which makes sense. So you can't charge, you know, thousands of dollars for things as occurs here. Um, it is just very, you know, regular smart thing that should happen you know we shouldn't have advertisements like this we should base it all based on efficacy not consumer preference um obviously there's some give and take between equivalent choices and if you have side effects you're trying to avoid yeah i'm willing to hear you out on that but i don't think that they should be directed you know advertisements should be directed to uh to consumers <laughs> right that's like that's like me and uh, look, you can know things like I'm not saying that people can't be handy and know things about cars, but that's like me who doesn't know anything about cars watching a commercial that says, ask your mechanic if you, if the brake problem, you know, if your fucking rotors are fucked up and that's why you're like that very well may be the issue, but like, I don't know for me. And again, this is me to come in there and try to tell one of those guys what the issue is, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, like if you just think about it that way it's like asinine yeah i mean it might be secretly contributing to how we're like second guessing self health professionals at the moment you know it's like american illusion of choice that we have had yeah um, yeah well it's like cafeteria doctors if you don't you know and that's actually i'm sorry but that's it's been a little bit it's not no fault of cannabis but it's you know cannabis and other things like, I mean, you know, the Oxycontin Express, et cetera, um, have encouraged people to like shop around for doctors, you know? Yeah. 
So I think I think that's going out of vogue. I mean, you can only abuse the system so far, and sure. people are really clamping down on that type of thing. Um, I mean, it's definitely part of our history, our recent history at that, and it is still ongoing. Um, yeah. But practices, I I've seen practices change about that for sure. All right. Well, I've got one joke for you, and then we'll get to something that we that I promised you we'd actually talk about. So um, <laughs> it's a joke that's going to sound like a question. I wanted to let you know that this wasn't an actual question. So, you know, Trump said that you could do that, that he had the whole right to try thing for COVID. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I got COVID, can I just be like, I want to try DMT? <laughs> that, that'll help me through COVID. I want to try uh, mushrooms. That's what I want to try. I want to try heroin. <laughs> I think everyone should have that right to begin with. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Injectable stuff, then it starts getting a little fuzzy. But sure. up until that point, you know, I'm mostly cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am right there with you. I'm right there with you. I, I believe that it should be that way anyways. But I just thought it was funny because he was throwing that. He kind of threw that logic around. Like, you know, if you if you want to try something and your doctor's not working with you, you got the right to try it, you know, and you, anyways. Uh, that, that was just my stupid joke. Okay. So there are three vaccines out, Dr. Lee. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about them? And because I'm selfish, mm-hmm. I just got vaccinated. I'm Ooh. fully vaccinated. I got the Moderna one. So maybe we could t- start talking about Moderna and Pfizer and then we can move on to Johnson yeah. and Johnson. I mean, yeah. Moderna so and excited. Pfizer have a lot in common. So they're probably like, you know, better lumped together. They're close to 90%. Um, you have to get two shots and you know, the side effects are reporting are pretty similar too. Um, yeah. And they're both MRNA vaccines, which is kind of a, it's kind of a unique way to do a vaccine. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they all do the same thing. They all give you antibodies. Um, but some of the hullabaloo is about how they're a different kind of vaccine. Right. Um, then you have Johnson and Johnson, which is one dose and it is viral vector vaccine. Um, which is a little more traditional. Like we've used it for a lot of other vaccines. in the past. Hey, that's cool. I didn't know the difference between um, Johnson and Johnson and the two others. Um, so yeah. it's uh, more traditional than, than this uh, Moderna. Yeah, and Pfizer. Like we've used it, you know, for example, for the adenovirus vaccine, it is, it's a viral vector, you know, we kind of hijack the virus's machinery and use it for our own ends. Um, but you know, whether or not you get a vaccine or you get the actual infection, the end result is the same. You know, you develop enough antibodies in your blood system to fight off um, any further infection of COVID. Um, so that is, I mean, that's a basis. There's just different ways to get there, but by hook or by crook, you know, you should have antibodies to this thing that's not going away anytime soon. Right. So it basically primes your immune system. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, and if you have, just to put an asterisk on that, if you've gotten the disease, you still need the vaccine. Oh, good to know. Good to know. I mean, I, I've heard some people say that actually. So thank you for saying that. I've heard some people say, you know, I just, I, ju- I just had it. They know they had it. And they're like, so I think, I don't think I need it because I've got, you know, I've had it, so I can't get it yeah. again. And I'm like, I think you can get it again. But uh, yeah. I mean, there's, all kinds of reasons to get it. We don't really know the nature of the beast. Um, we speculate there could be some waning immunity or like your immune response goes away after three months. I myself have seen some patients getting it for the second time in my facilities. So it's not like it is, I feel per- 
I feel like it's going to end up being something more like the flu where it had like a big breakout year and then stuck around and mutated. And each year we get a flu shot. Like that's what yeah. I think is going to happen with coronavirus. And in like 10 years, we'll be talking about, did you get your COVID shot this year? Like, it's just right. going to be something that's part of our culture. Interesting. Um, so by you saying another way, okay. You said the Johnson and Johnson one is more traditional by that. Do you mean it doesn't have, uh, the microchip in it. I'm just I think joking. all of them have a microchip in it. We're yeah. Announcing. Yeah. And folks, if you haven't seen the joke posted, um, I'm just going to say it like we're all microchipped. Like Dr. Lee can see me right <laughs> now. I've got one on my wrist that uh, it tells yeah. me, when to, it tells me when to breathe. It yeah. watches my heart rate. Tells yeah. me if I've exercised and walked enough today, Cole, you need to stand. Okay. Knows watch. where you are exactly at every moment of the day. Exactly every moment, and it's got some really awesome microphones on it, so that uh, big big brother he can listen to me anytime he wants to tell mom on me. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm just I drank some coffee today. I'm just energetic. So, folks, if I'm killing you, I apologize. I just got a lot of energy. Okay, so. Here's my question because I was reading through my next question. I was reading through my pamphlet because, again, one half of the Chillinois podcast is vaccinated. We're working on getting the other half vaccinated, aka Justine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're hitting the road. We're doing a road show. No, I'm joking. Um, uh, I'm really excited to get that that going. But um, how I was reading my pamphlet, how long does this thing last? Because, or, and I guess the pamphlet said they don't have an answer. So do you have any indications? Like was I reading an old pamphlet? I do have an indication. Um, first of all, let me answer your question. And second of all, let me go back to that because it's a good point. Um, so there is some CDC guidance on this. If you have been vaccinated, you have this three month period where you are considered, you know, really, really super vaccinated. You oh. get to have different quarantine rules. Um, if you have incidental contact with someone suspected of COVID, you can, you know, you can play it a little differently. Um, but if you drift past that three month period and like I'm drifting past it right now, um, you, you do not qualify for that anymore. Um, it is not really based on hard data. It's just kind of how we feel like this virus Plan should safe. respond based off what we know of other viruses. Um, but the guidance that we have is that, um, they're kind of new rules. So if you are vaccinated, um, you do not need to quarantine if you have been fully vaccinated, quote unquote, and have gotten both shots. Uh, it's within three months and you're asymptomatic. Um, so you do not need to quarantine anymore in that situation. Interesting. So, um, and the reason that's even part of the verbiage is because, am I correct? The first two, Moderna and Pfizer, have you said 90% and I think Johnson and Johnson has 95% efficacy. Johnson and Johnson is actually lower than the other two. Um, gotcha. But they just want to make sure that you have completed the entire series before you consider yourself, you know, this special state of being vaccinated. Huh. I don't know why I had 95% in my head. I swear I heard that somewhere, but it's just um, optimism, you know, it's, it's optimistic yeah. spirit. <laughs> That's right. I'm feeling it, man. I've, everybody's feeling it. Everybody's ready for the return of normalcy. So, um, concert again. Right. So, can we make? I want to make something really clear. We joke about the the microchip 
Um, but mm-hmm. the vaccine, like, let me just put it this way. Mm-hmm. I'll ask my question first. The vaccine leaves your body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I guess I was going to put it this way, like for folks to like make it comprehend, like think about when you're at the hospital and tell me if I'm wrong. Cause you're the doctor. Um, when you're at the hospital and they give you the IV drip cause you're about to go under the reason you wake up is because it wanes off. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, so like, I'm just trying to make people see like the same logic. If you inject a vaccine into your arm, yes, it is. The, those fluids that you saw mm-hmm. squirt in your arm are circling your body and doing whatever they do. Mm-hmm. The, the space magic. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it leaves and what it does, like I say, is so it primes your system. It does its job. That's why some people get the immune response. Like I did, it kicked my ass this weekend. I didn't feel (laughs) good at all. I was sore, man. I was like spinny hot. I was kind of, I was kind of regretting taking the vaccine, but I was like, you know what? This is worth it. Like two days of feeling like crap. I just have to, you know, use a little bit more cannabis and I was, I was just fine. So, um, Sorry, I was rambling. I feel like I lost my question in there. Oh, uh, yeah, I was talking about the fact that it leaves your body, right? Mm-hmm. It, it within like weeks, right? Maybe right. the first week. Um, well, not not actually within weeks. Um, first of all, let me put this big picture wise because I actually didn't know this fact before today. But your body has probably ten billion antibodies. So th- we're talking about something that you do all day, every day. Like your body's meant to do this. You rub against something, like you'll probably end up with antibodies if it like enters you know a certain portion of your dermis and your cells react to it like this is what we do um and when you get a traditional vaccine like one of the ones that we've had for a while tetanus polio things like that you know we know that they last on the order of 10 years or so um so when i talk about having to get revaccinated for covid or so so you're right first of all uh immunity does wane um but well I and i wasn't I wasn't so much, I, I wanted you to continue. I wasn't so much talking about immunity mm. waning. I was, I feel like people are freaked out because of this. Everybody's like, they act like they don't smoke weed or they don't do things that are unhealthy. Like they're like, Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't want that injected in me. It's like, but it goes away. Like it, it does its job and it's not like, it's like, like taking oh, over sure, your blood. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't change anything in your DNA. It doesn't yeah. do this or that. It's it, it is delivered by science into your body. Your cells react to it, and then it gets broken down. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, yeah. I, I cut off where you're going, and I liked where you're going. You were talking about it waning and stuff. I felt like you were yeah. going to make a point. Um, yes, um, but I'm glad I got to answer your actual question. <laughs> <laughs> um, waning immunity, but with COVID, it's a different story, and with the flu too. Um, yep. We don't get revaccinated because of waning immunity. We get revaccinated because of mutations. Um, with COVID, we already know that there are three clinically significant ones, um, and those probably react different to the vaccine that you got, which is crazy because they're probably already in our country too. Um, so next year, I mean, there's going to be another COVID shot, I would guess. I don't really know for sure. Um, and it's probably going to give additional immunity or at least possibly a boost to the one we have. I do not know for sure. I cannot predict the future. I am not an immunologist. (laughs) Um, but it is my guess and my speculation. Sure. Absolutely. Well, that's, I, you know, some people are sad to hear that, but like you say, it's just, um, it's just like any, you know, 
it's just another to the list. How about I say it? Just put it bluntly like that. You know, you reminded us that we've got the tetanus shot. Like just because we have to take it every 10 years, we, we like to forget about it. Right. Um, uh, then we've got the flu shot, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, there's, I'm sure there's others that when we've had um, the whole uh, scare with what it was, it swine flu. So was that lumped into the flu vaccine, flu vaccine or so I don't mean to, take you back in time <laughs> i actually i mean i can't really say for sure and i would have to look it up um, no worries no really worries know. but look, um, i do have some other things i definitely want to cover because I yeah do go ahead part of my service to the medical community is talking about vaccines um so one good thing that i definitely want to say is what do you do if you're nervous about getting the vaccine because you know it causes a side reaction um the anaphylaxis thing or the allergic reaction you get after the vaccine um, you, I'm sure you have heard that you are not supposed to get the vaccine if you are allergic to components of it. Um, and that there are, you know, reports of this like severe side reaction, um, that occurs with all vaccinations, um, but is particularly in the forefront with the COVID vaccine. Um, so what we do after we get vaccinated is that you stay at least 15 minutes. And if you have a history of anaphylaxis, you stay 30 minutes. Um, that is a time frame within you are most likely to have a reaction. And if you stay, you'll have access to care, um, which is in this case, an epi shot. Um, so if you are nervous and you, you know, had a bad bee sting, maybe I'm allergic to things, maybe I'm not. My guidance is for sure to stay the full 30 minutes instead of just 15. And if you're really nervous, um, the best guidance released by the CDC is to have a referral to an immunologist or a doctor that specializes in giving vaccines to people that are tough to vaccinate. Um, I mean, immunologists do a million things, but that's just one of their like special doctor superpowers. Um, so uh, there is a way for even those among us to get who are you know allergic people to get vaccines. Um, and what else? Yeah, one thanks more for going thing over that because I know that I was definitely worried about that. So yeah, for absolutely. others that are uh, scared, worry not. <laughs> there are plenty, like you say, plenty of EMTs there and uh, at least the place that I went and mm-hmm. uh, people on staff to, to help you through the process. I mean, I think it's a CDC requirement, like you say. So go on. Yeah. Um, in general, quarantine code. Just to go over this, you are supposed to stay away for 14 days. Um, Stay away from other people and monitor all of your symptoms. That is if you've had a close contact with a COVID suspected patient. Um, Close contact is actually a little different than what I thought. Close contact is being within six feet of a person for 15 minutes. So it's actually pretty long. Um, If they live with you, it counts as close contact. Um, if you have direct physical contact, like you've given them a hug, if you share a utensil or if any reason a respiratory droplet has landed on you, then you are supposed to do this full 14 days of quarantine where you're away from other people and you're monitoring your symptoms. But there is modified guidance now um, because quarantine sucks. Um, can I shorten quarantine? Yes, you can. Um, the CDC guidance, the most recent ones, is that Day 10, if you're asymptomatic without testing, you can feel good about returning to the world. You've had an exposure, you've waited 10 days, not the full 14. You know, that is a, that is a, that is a bargain that the CDC has made. 
Um, they have given this additional guidance that you can be released at day seven from quarantine if you've had a negative test. Um, and a, a negative test only counts if it is after day five. So you have this weird window, five to seven days. Um, but if you do have a negative test, then you can you know, feel good about releasing yourself from quarantine too. Um, so I just wanna go over that real quick because you know, putting some numbers to it is sometimes helpful. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. So yeah, thank you definitely for going over that. I mean, I feel like in the past, I probably have not followed those exactly either, just to be perfectly clear. Um, but they're an aspiration to which we should, you know, tailor our behavior. Um, and it is good to go over it. And if you already covered this, my bad. Um, but is there like a quarantine period after you get? So obviously, if you get the one with two shots, you need to kind of be, you know, behaving normally within covid like nor as normal as covid can be right so keep mm -hmm. your mask on you know only go out when you need to mm -hmm. all that stuff um but um well after you're fully vaccinated you know you get that second shot or you get the johnson and johnson shot like can mm -hmm. i go to a rave right after that um or <laughs> <laughs> well there is actually a ramp up period so for the uh two shot vaccines um for for all of it for all three of them, actually, it's supposed to be two weeks after you get you complete the series. Um, it's supposed to be like full maximum potential. Um, I would not go to a rave because there are still questions about asymptomatic transmission, even once yep. vaccinated. Right. Um, and it is the signaling. You know, I would be within my permissions to go out in St. Louis and go into a restaurant. I'm not going to do it. Um, sure. It's just a bad look. Um, yeah. you know, granted, not everyone's freaking doctor. So it's not like, you know, everyone has to hold themselves to this standard, but it's just, you know, right. But you're trying you know, to play ball like the rest of us. Cause you know, yeah, yeah I was lucky, honestly, to get, to, to get a vaccine. Yeah. I mean, I just was talking, Justine's older than me and arguably needs, I don't know, needs it more, I guess, you know, because of that. And, uh, Justine's looking at me laughing right now. She's sitting next <laughs> oh, to me. Oh, that was an asterisk I wanted to say earlier. Um, this is go ahead. Uh, because uh, if you are looking to get vaccinated and it is not yet your turn, um, each vial of vaccine has a certain number of vaccines in it, right? So I think it's eight. Um, and I think they've been, I think it started out as seven and they're stretching it into eight. Um, yeah. But if you have uh, anything besides eight, right, you're going to have some left over. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you cannot save this vaccine overnight. So at the end of the day, pharmacists are basically saying, um, come get your shot. Anyone in the store who doesn't have this um, has been reported pretty widely. And I mean, it just makes sense. You know, you don't want this precious substance to go to waste. Yes. Um, in Illinois and Missouri, we're just chilling at 11% vaccination. Um, so if you are looking for that type of thing, you know, there are, I wish I remembered what the service was called, but there are services that link you to these vaccinations. Um, or you can just... Uh, call your local pharmacy and see what their policy is. Yeah, no, like what you're saying is so true folks. I, and I've heard it uh, from, from others. Like if you get offered it, take it, take the opportunity. I've heard so many people that are like, Oh no, you know, there's people, people that could get it, you know, that deserve it more than I do. And yeah, that might be point, true, but there's stuff getting thrown right. out for sure. <laughs> Well, that's, that's where I was kind of going. Yeah. Cause if somebody's offering you it and you're not 
you know, you don't qualify for it, which was the case with me. Like, I don't, I'm not like immunocompromised. I'm not in any of the groups. I'm not 65 plus, as you guys found out earlier in this episode, I am, you know, like I don't follow it, but I got offered it. And the thing I was told is like, if you get offered it, take it because mm-hmm. what people would like to say is that like, yeah. I'm, and I thought it too, like, I don't deserve it. Um, but you know what people that do deserve it deserve, <laughs> they deserve, um, herd immunity. And the way to, that we get to that is by people taking the shots when they get the opportunity to not mm-hmm. hopping the line. Like you say, a lot of these times it's the reason I was offered it is because they were like, we're going to throw this out. So yeah. don't give it, they like preemptively like cut off the, uh, speech, you know, like that I was about to give, but yeah. <laughs> so that is awesome yeah it's pretty cool but yeah folks i thank you for bringing that up Dr. yeah Lee. sorry for cutting off your speech but i'm glad that that's how you got no. it yeah no you, you didn't cut me off it was like you say it was a perfect segue i yeah. was i was just uh making me and just i was just giving justine shit because i told her that i said that she deserves it more because she's older than me <laughs> so <laughs> that was a real comment in there yeah, that was the real comment in there that she was giving me glares about. So, um, so yeah. Hey, uh, just a few other questions for you. But of course, if you have anything else you want to cover, I don't want to. Oh you no, anything? I'm, I'm okay. out of material over here. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Um, this is a meant to be a funny question, but also serious. Um, is there a specific tr- spot they're trying to stick on my arm? Cause I was watching other people and, and I've seen videos and people are just like, ah! and some people are like really precise and it looks like, you know, a professional and some people are just like stabbing it and like seem- seemingly aiming aimlessly. Like, oh, is no. it just, is there I, a good spot? I honestly spot? don't know for sure. Like they're intramuscular. So they have to go in a muscle and not like a bone, oh, okay. obviously okay. Not, not like a vein and obviously not like bone. Um, so any muscle technically should do as to whether oh, or not like, people have preferences where they stick people. I don't really know. I would have to ask someone who does it more often. That's I did. I, I learned something today. So it, it, Justine, the vaccine is intramuscular and that's the way most vaccines are. So, um, oh, she knew that. Well, congratulations. Sorry. <laughs> but which specific muscle question mark? I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that I know it's intramuscular and, and, you know, maybe the, the muscle, the muscle, the muscle is a question. I'm going to demand they do it in my ass. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Pull down my pants in front of everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, power. <laughs> I'm always point. pushing. Yeah, that's right. Um, so when the, everybody asks, everybody wants to know this question and I don't expect you to have the answer. But when will things go back to normal? And I've got a barometric. I've got like a barometric for the Chillinoid podcast of what normal is. But let's just hear your take on it first. Mm, so my definition, I mean, I listened to the big dog, Dr. Fauci. Um, you know, last year he said November 2021. But honestly, that seems a little soon. I don't really know for sure. Why is the White House saying anything about doing cookouts this July 4th then? And I'm just asking you that bluntly because. Wait, what, what has been said? I do not know I, for sure. Oh, shoot. I, well, I don't know exactly what's been said either, but why don't we whip out Google for a second? Because And then I'll tell you about the mm-hmm. Chilinoy barometric for what's normal, right? Uh, the bar of what should be, right? See you, Justine. Safe travels. 
Um, so uh, if you guys hear a door shut, it's because Justine's heading out. So let's Google this really quick. Uh, cooking out on July 4th. Out on July 4th. Joe Biden, right? Because I feel like he said it. Ah, there it is. I saw it on Bill Maher. That's what I think I saw it on. Um, and he, Biden has said July 4th can be, could be Independence Day from COVID. I see this. Yes, I do. That's very optimistic. But, you know, he's not a stupid guy. He's got some reason for saying that. So I would trust him over me and my no reason. I mean, he's connected to the top. Yeah. He's connected with Fauci and those top health professionals. So Um, I'm sure that statements will follow. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at the numbers today and 10% is still pretty low. Like herd immunity is 70%. Do I really think we're going to get there by July 4th? That's a big old question mark, but um, yeah. it would be great. Yeah. Some of the other thing I've, the other thing I guess I've heard is that it's going to be in pretty regular supply, like April, May, maybe not April, but May. Yeah. I think he um, said that everyone's supposed to be able to get it by May 1st. I think that is the most stuff. recent thing I've heard, which would be amazing. Yep, that would be. So, uh, the, you know, there's not really a question here, but the Chilinoy bar of normal. Um, and I guess, no, there's a, there's definitely a question here. When can we pass joints again? <laughs> when can I pass it? When can I pass a joint at a fish concert and only worry about getting herpes <laughs> and not COVID-19? <laughs> Sorry, I would that's feel comfortable joke. about passing a joint if I were a vaccinated person and the other person was vaccinated and neither of us had symptoms. And if you could say that about, you know, all the people in your immediate vicinity, then I would feel totally fine about passing a joint. Um, but like, cool. don't go crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Of um, course. Well, I mean, passing joint, you know, that's, that's a risk <laughs> in and of itself. So don't be passing them around at fish concerts, right? Keep them to your group, group circle. Don't, you know, still play it safe. I mean, in this situation, if concerts are back on, then I'm assuming that we're at 70%. So <laughs> yeah, true enough, true enough. Bad example. <laughs> Bad example. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it, it was for the comedy. It was for the people. Yeah, I'm a wannabe that. comedian, if you haven't learned. Yeah. I mean, if I were with just with like one or two friends and neither of us had symptoms, both vaccinated, yes, I would smoke a drink. Hell yeah. Well, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. So uh dr lee thank you for coming on and uh you know dealing with me i'm sure i'm your uh, most difficult patient so no, i'm joking um can you remind us uh where we can find you uh <laughs> online and, yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely um it's green mind physicians either.com or at gmail um and there's a few people who check the email but i check it most so if anyone wants to you know ask a question or see what we're all about you can go ahead and email us um and i'm happy to talk to everybody yeah and you do mean everybody i, I want i always like to ask you this question because people are like man it's a doctor i'm scared even though i heard him on the chillinoy podcast like i don't necessarily like you know i don't have a you know whatever Illinois conditions are pretty wide open folks. If you give yeah. Dr. Lee a call and um, there's a good chance you qualify um, with the way that Illinois has their medical cannabis program structured. And yeah. so just don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, Dr. Lee is definitely going to have a conversation with you about responsible use of cannabis. Yeah. Um, it's part of our whole stick. 
So be prepared for that, but it's not going to be a hassle at all. It's actually one of the easiest pro I've heard time and again, that you've got one of the easiest processes to go through. And that's perfect right now when people are just trying to get their hands on medicine, um, especially at a time right now. So, well, I appreciate the compliment and we definitely try to keep it easy. Um, yep. So yeah, we'll be in touch. Be happy to come back again. Cool. Yeah. Well, we will definitely be in touch. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and you take care. All right. Thanks a lot.